telehealth for mental health. I'm Tanya Hall, and joining me is Matthew Jordan, Executive Creative Director and Healthcare Practice Lead at Artifact. Welcome, Matthew. Hi, nice to see you. What does Artifact do, and how are you involved in telehealth? So Artifact is a strategy and design consultancy based in Seattle. Um, we focus on a mission where we're harnessing design to do good and have positive change in the world, uh, sort of how, how we think about that. Um, for us, having positive change in the world is uh, a future where um, the things are more equitable, more sustainable, people are able to focus on agency and sort of like wellness in their, in their life. Um, so one of the things that we focus on is this idea of wellness and specifically um, a lot of work in uh, the mental health space and using technology to um, help people address their mental health conditions. How does offering mental health care virtually differ from offering physical health care? Um, it's incredibly different, actually. Um, one of the reasons that we're really interested in um, mental health virtually is because it is a much um, more accessible and much more sort of equitable solution, we believe, than having to have people um, be in person to be providing um, care in general, but especially in, in mental health. So one of the things in mental health is that um, people aren't always um, ready or primed to have that deep discussion about sort of the mental health challenges. So enabling them to do that sort of offline on their own terms actually ends up being um, a way that people want to work on their mental health challenges. What changes must healthcare providers address when offering treatment virtually? What changes? Um, we believe that some of the key changes are in this area of um, more empowering the patient or the person to build their own kind of uh, skills and their own kind of capacity, as opposed to it being um, more of a sort of one-to-one -one exchange between the provider and the patient. It's a little bit more about um, providing skills or the capacity for the patient to then um, learn how to deal with their stress and their, their challenges in terms of mental health. How do you get medical professionals and patients even to trust the care that they get via an app? Um, it's a really good question. So as a design and um, strategy company in um, sort of again, focusing on, on change for positive good, one of the things that we need to do is make sure that our solution is very, very much dialed into um, what the emotional needs are of the people who are going to be using the app. Um, it's a lot about sort of quality of design, quality of design crafting, quality of language, which starts to build this an emotional connection or this rapport um, between the technology or the app experience and the person. And once that person is able to um, have some of that connection, that rapport, that's when they start trusting the app a little bit more, they start engaging with it a little bit more, and it's able to provide the kind of positive impact that, that we, we hope that it provides. So explain, if you will, how a mental health care app might work. So um, I can talk a little bit about the work that we've done um, for Seattle Children's Hospital, um, an app called PRISM, which is Promoting um, Resilience and Stress Management. Um, PRISM was uh, an existing uh, in-person intervention um, that the researchers, Dr. Joyce um, E. Frazier and Dr. Abby Rosenberg, um, worked on uh, at Seattle Children's Hospital Research Institute. Um, and they had what was basically this paper-based in-person intervention where a clinician and interventionalist would sit down um, and work with the patient. 
um, to sort of help them build their capacity to deal with some of the challenges that they might be having in terms of, in terms of mental health. So the app for this, in this example, was targeted at um, adolescents and young adults who are dealing with serious Ill illness. So people who are dealing with cancer, um, people who are dealing with type one diabetes, for example. So very sort of serious critical um, healthcare challenges. And what this app was focused on was helping that population uh, build the capacity to basically manage their own um, stress and sort of build resiliency over time given the fact that they're dealing with a very sort of critical uh, condition at a very sort of critical sensitive age, for example. When you're you know, 14 or in your 20s, you're thinking about other things. You're thinking about school and dating, et cetera. What you're not necessarily thinking about is how am I going to manage emotionally with this diagnosis that I got? So the PRISM app is very much targeted at helping um, that population build their uh, resiliency and their stress management skills. What the app does is actually um, broken up into these very specific modules where the um, user is able to engage in the content um, to start doing some of these um, skill practicing that we know are actually uh, proven from a, a clinical uh, background. So the in-person uh, paper-based intervention that was created at Seattle Children's Hospital um, it's very, uh, what I would say is clinically backed. So there's lots of data in that in-person intervention um, that we know works. Our job as designers, um, and this is what we were doing with Seattle Children's, is bringing the design lens to their challenges of saying, how can we bring that uh, paper-based in-person intervention that's doing well, and how can we translate it into a digital experience, again, in a way that's very um, dialed into what this population actually needs. So it's very much um, about meeting the patients where they are um, and creating um, solutions in the channel that they are most comfortable using. So when a teen or a young adult or an adolescent is in the hospital with this diagnosis, um, let's say cancer or type 1 diabetes or a kidney disease, they're in a very sort of uh, stressed state. Um, there's so much going on. They're adjusting clinically to how am I going to manage this condition. Um, they don't often have the time to sit down and think through what is going to be the emotional impact of um, this new journey that I'm uh, uh, embarking on and what are the right kinds of skills, the right kinds of capacity that they need to have to manage that. So our job as designers was to bring that in-person experience into, into an app uh, experience. How do we ensure patients will follow their doctor's instructions and recommend practice, recommended practices without actual visits and evaluations? Um, it's hard, we don't. And I think part of our philosophy um, overall is to shift a little bit in terms of what the um, clinician-patient relationship is and doing more so when we're building the capacity for the patient themselves. So very much more of a um, patient empowerment uh, type position and less of sort of a clinician-led world. We believe, and this is something that has been accelerated given COVID, that there is a lot of uh, promise and opportunity in um, letting patients basically be more involved in their care and more sort of at the table in terms of the decision making about their care. And we think that in mHealth, one of the key advantages is um, that you're able to uh, sort of give that to them through these digital experiences. So they're able to track their own well being, they're able to see their own results, they're able to make more uh, informed decisions based off of sort of the data that we have that we've given to them through the app experience. 
So it's a little bit of a shift that we're seeing, and this has been happening slowly. I mean, before COVID, it was happening. It's been happening slowly. We do believe that what's happened with COVID is sort of an acceleration of that, which we're um, hopeful that we're able to uh, make that stick and continue down this path of more, more patient empowerment moving forward. Speaking of COVID, yes. how has the pandemic impacted the adoption of these new healthcare technology solutions? Um, I think the biggest uh, change has been not on the technology side, because things like Zoom, for example, have been around. Um, the ability to log in and see your chart results has been around for a while. I think what's different or what's changed is that out of the necessity of the COVID situation, what we've seen is a shift in more of the patient population, but then also the clinician population to use things like um, telemedicine and remote um, care, just more uh, openly and accepting. So there's been a shift in the acceptance, I would say, of how much people are willing to engage in health through these new types of um, communication media, like Zoom calls, for example, or just tele teleconferencing. Um, that's been a pretty different shift now. There's definitely things that are left behind or risks that we need to manage in that like. Um, there is something from a clinician perspective about really being able to be in the same space as a patient and sort of get a sense of how they're holding their body, things that might be lost in a, in a Zoom call, for example. Um, there's also just the challenges of uh, if care is moving more towards the virtual side or, or telehealth, um, are there inequities that are being created? So not everyone has access to Zoom, for example, but everyone might be able to get to their, their clinic. So just some of the fundamental building blocks of how we provide care has shifted. We think there's this increasing acceptance from the patient and the clinician perspective. But as designers, as in a company like Artifact, what we wanna do is make sure that we're doing that with a lot of intention and that we're doing that very, very carefully. Because when you're thinking about things like health, it's very, very critical. We're talking about the people the experiences that people have with their healthcare. We're talking about um, uh, healthcare outcomes overall. It's very important to move uh, carefully and methodically with lots of intention for what is that future vision in healthcare that we want to actually create in the world. Matthew Jordan, Executive Creative Director and Healthcare Practice Lead at Artifact. If somebody wants to connect with you, Matthew, what's the best way they can do that? Probably my email, which is, which is matthew at artifactgroup.com. Thanks again for joining us. And if somebody wants to find more of my interviews, you can do that right here or at tanyahall.net. Thanks for watching.